Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is July 31st and episode 52 of the Drunk in a Bucket podcast. We are here with myself, Josh Bailey, JB, never home, always repping, the biggest asshole on campus, Tyler Jensen. Boot up. He's still booting up. Uh, we got. We just got to say a quick fuck you to Carl Anderson, because once again, he disappoints us, Tyler. He's not here. He's fucking hanging out. What is he doing on a boat? Oh, he, he's... he's Drunk on a boat. He's yeah. drunk on a boat. He, he should, he's maybe, living a good life. Maybe he should start his own podcast. I don't know. Call it drunk on a boat. Good drunk on a boat. And you know, you know, let me let me show him a little bit more before I introduce uh, our, our special guest. Who is better than Carl? Who is a lot better than Carl? So much better than Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl let us know late Saturday night. And the only reason why he let us know Todd, is because you prompted it. You texted us. And so, you know, once again, last time, fuck you, Carl, for giving us last minute heads up that you won't even be here. I'd like to call call and be on the podcast. But then he sends us a fucking picture of him on the boat. Yeah. yeah. Drunk you, on the boat. You, you, Drunk you, you on the boat. You like Bill Cosby just now. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the boat. Hold on now. The Hold on now. <laughs> Bill Cosby, huh? Hmm. But anyway, sorry. Sorry for that right before I introduce you to me. But we have a very special guest. One of my best friends. His name is Brian Melanson. You know, way back in the uh, day, Brian, I, I could never spell Melanson. So I know your name is Milan Khan. Because I know that's the proper way JB to spell it. JB can't spell anything. <laughs> Phonetically correct work, JB. <laughs> Whatever gets you through the day. So, B, so Brian Malonso, you are the owner of C620 Nutrition, which is supplements and uh, contest prep. And then you also own Great Harvest of Acadiana, of Acadiana Bread Company, man. So it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for being here and, and talking a little uh, a little shit with us. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, uh, I'm very glad that uh, you didn't have anything prepared last minute and I was your only option. <laughs> um. <laughs> Awkward. Do I, do I look at you or do I look away from you? I don't know which look, one. Look, look through me, JB. <laughs> like I'm not even here. Well, they have some other people looking through us. But <laughs> That's all another story. <laughs> Maybe we'll touch upon that. Maybe we won't. No, but seriously, man. It's, uh, you know, I've, Bobby's been on, um, uh, my business partner Bobby, you, you know, you're close, you're closer to him. Uh, Dave, his brother's been on, and so it's only a matter of time. I think I told you before the the idea of like Tyler and Carl, they do a lot of sports talk, and I'm just kind of the dumbass who like pitches in here and there. Agreed. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I never want to like, I, I don't want to have a professional conversation unless it's like prompted to do that. So hold I thought, on, hold I thought on, this was on, the perfect professional in terms of business. He just said, so you're trying to say I'm stupid. Is what you're I'm not. You're the one who no. can't spell, and you're sitting here and telling me <laughs> professional. So I'm not professional. No, you're you're you are the you're pro- the most drunk person here all the time. You're you are the professional. You here we okay? Go. If good good job. Saving if there was a base, if there was a baseball player, Tyler, that I would I would I make probably you, don't know much about him. It would be Derek Jeter. You're the captain. I don't think so, dude. You would be a Yankee, bro. If you were a professional no, baseball would, player, no, you would be. No, I, I fucking hate the Yankees. I know you hate. And I just them. said the F word. I never said that word. <laughs> you, you never say that word. I That's hate true. the Yankees. <laughs> I can edit that out of No, you don't have to. God, <laughs> you just you, gotta piss me off. No, a but you bit. would be a Yankee, though, right? Don't take your emotional side. I know you're an Astros fan. I'm an Astros fan too. <sighs> you, you were a straight he'd, line he'd guy. Be an Atlanta man. Brave. Oh, no, don't you shut your mouth. <laughs> no, that's you shut your mouth when you talking that's to me. That's a young Chipper Jones right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Scooping that, it up from third. You talking my love language now. Dude, bro. I'm about to throw up. You call me a Yankee and a Brave. How about an Astros? You know, the shit I'm going across my chest I mean, right it is, yeah. You do always rep, rep the Astros. But anyway, sorry, sorry, Tyler. As you have an Astros hat on. I do. Look, I rep them all the time. 
So I think someone stole my – I have a Braves hat, too. I think someone stole it. They should have. <laughs> well, threw it in the garbage. It wasn't me. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, we'll be, as I prefaced before, man, um, you know, you got a lot of things going on, man. You got your hands in a, in a lot of different, or a lot of irons in the fire, I guess you can say, right? So give us a quick little overview of kind of how you got to own C620, a supplement company, contest prep, and, and uh, Great Harvest. Yeah, man. So, so, so. I mean, none like. Okay, so JB is too humble to say this on air, but none, none of this would be here without JB. Oh, get out of because, here! Because, because, JB was the first person to trust me with a oh, contest. That's prep. true. I was your first client. Yeah. So, yes. I, so JB was technically my boss. Uh, right. I, so I, right. I, I worked for I worked for JB at Anytime Fitness, and you know I'm just a a, a young trainer, but like nutrition nerd and like i just i convinced out, I, I convinced josh to to trust me with 16 weeks of his life and i'm like we can get you peeled bro and uh i think you tricked me though you were like bro you'll look you'll look shredded you know yeah i was like i was like you'll get so much more attention <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh so 16 yeah, weeks so, bro. so so i mean the the journey that we all take in life it's you know, it it, it, un, it unfolds in its own way, but like the the unfolding of my journey, like really started with 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 JB and uh and, and Bobby, man. It's crazy. And so uh, yeah, so uh, you know, the first first thing was a uh, contest prep company, and then uh, supplement company, then bought Great Harvest, and you know, it's like uh, uh, learning the entrepreneurial struggles the uh, the hard way, jumping we, in the deep end, man. Yeah, we we all we all feel that in some form or fashion, whether. You know, Tyler. Tyler's a head coach, right? So he he has that in in his own way. And then, uh, you know, we uh, Bobby and I are involved in franchising, which is a little bit different than starting your literally your own brand. Great Harvest is a franchise, right? Yeah, Great Harvest is a franchise. But before Great Harvest, it was C six twenty and contest prep, and then it moved into supplements, right? So back in your first show was twenty twelve, right? Oh gosh. 2011. 2011. Yeah, that's right. 2011. The the state show. Yep. And so, uh, so yeah, so yeah, so J, JP started this whole thing, man. It's uh, he trusted me with uh, uh, getting him ready for a show, and he ended up winning his, his weight class. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, I got 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 super peeled, and uh, uh, and you know from there, you know the guy he beat hired me the the following year, and then you know you know Ethan went on to win four oh or five, gosh, you know yeah. just just dominate. Ethan you know? was made for that though, right? Like, oh yeah. So E E definitely has like the structure. Here's the crazy thing, because short, short fella. Yeah, you helped you helped E towards the end of his prep though, right? Because E was trying E was doing it himself. He was doing it himself, and right. I think I, I gave him some pointers. But then, the, then, the, pointers. The, then the next year, it's like I, I, I think you, I think you beating him like solidified that mm-hmm. that hire, you know. Or oh, you uh, beat him. So our Ethan and I's very first show, we were. Uh, this was when no, it was novice, and yeah. then uh, yeah, true novice, yeah. yeah, true novice. And so we we're in the same weight class because it's like one sixty four and a quarter and below, and so lightweight. Did yeah. I say lightweight? Anyways, um, and so he's bigger than me, right? Naturally, or just his muscle 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 development but i was more peeled than he yeah. was right so i was a little bit more conditioned than what he was so i ended up winning over him 
And he was mo- he was which, so motivated. Which does man. not always happen in bodybuilding, you know. It's like sometimes that you know even they're just you big know, mass. Uh, yeah, mat mass because it is bodybuilding at the end of the day, you know. That's uh, true. Yeah, you know you got and, that, and that's something we we fussed about for a while because it really just seemed like conditioning didn't matter at some point, you right. know, because. Uh, you know, you go to shows and people are just like in lackluster shape, you know, and uh, uh, then you have people that are, are smaller but work work their butt off to get in, in, in true condition, you know, and, and aren't rewarded for it. And, and, and I see both sides of the argument, you know, having been yep. in the industry for 12 years. But, uh, but yeah, so, well, so, so he, yeah, here's the thing really quick to say about that is that, you know, I don't think and we, we were talking about this before we started the podcast, but I don't think people understand the level of dedication and I think that's why like you get really upset if you come in super conditioned and you look the best in terms of conditioning wise people don't understand that time energy and effort that kind of goes into that and you have to live your life around you know working out eating recovery right it is it is a full-time job on top of everything else you're doing and so be any insight in terms of like let's say someone wanted to compete right or they're considering it what would you tell someone like wanting to possibly get into it so my, my answer today is, is a different answer than I'd give you a, a couple of years ago so okay. like I said I start, started coaching you know uh, in 2011 just for fun then uh, then you know it it, 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 it grew so fast it that, blew up yeah it, it, it blew up man it's uh, 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 and fast too right yeah well so uh, uh, Bobby Bobby brought in uh, Lane Norton back in the day and Lane Norton has his, his, so his PhD in uh, uh, leucine metabolism and uh, uh, so you know he's literally a scientist of, of, of protein you know and so he he brought Lane in and uh, uh, you know Lane like uh, when we were hanging out, uh, we ended up having to drive multiple hours together because we were supposed to have the, the, the seminar at Anytime Fitness in Baton Rouge, but the club wasn't open then, so we changed the location to Anytime Fitness Franklin. Oh, so Lane true. flew into Baton Rouge, so I drove him to Franklin and then back home. So uh-huh. we got to spend like five hours together, you know. And You were the chauffeur. Uh, you were uh, the Uber before Uber existed. Oh, the, 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 the highest paying <laughs> Uber of all time. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's uh, – uh, so we got to spend a lot of time together, and, and at, at, at this point, Lane was one of the biggest names in the fitness industry. You know, uh, this was before like a lot of, a lot of stuff happened with him personally and stuff. Um, but he was he he was probably the the biggest name in 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 the fitness community. And uh, so like Lane t- emailed me a couple weeks after the seminar, and like he's like, "Hey man, I've been like following your page, and like uh, uh, I like your approach to uh, how you coach people and the condition you get people in is gnarly. And uh, uh, what would you what would you say to being on uh, on my preferred coaches list?" And so like I, mean, I didn't even I didn't even know what to say. And so so Lane so Lane put on his. Did you just blush right there? Oh, bro, I'm still blushing. You know. So Lane put me on his preferred coaches list because, and he had this list of uh, of coaches that he he deemed uh, uh, quali- qualified. Yeah, because yeah. he he was so big in the industry at the time, like he he was getting so many referrals that he literally couldn't keep up with the emails. Mm-hmm. And so he he gathered a, a group of people that that he trusted, and he, and when someone would uh, uh, come into him and he couldn't take them, he'd refer out to coaches. And so he asked me if I wanted to be on his preferred coaches list. You know, took it in, took it in a heartbeat, and then like the craziest thing happened. And so this is like where where the business blew up, and like how 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 I know it was it was it, it was divine intervention. Hell yeah! So he like I mean, me and Lane are acquaintances. Okay, like we're not like best friends or anything like that at this time. You know, like we're we're acquaintances, we're friends. You know, we have each other's phone number. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing a video um, on, on 
on YouTube. Uh, I, I think it was about uh, reverse dieting or metabolic adaptation or something like that. That was a super hot topic at the time. And uh, at the end of his video, and he was like, listen, guys, if you're looking for a good coach, there's uh, – and then, like, he named two of his best friends. And then he was like, or Brian Melancon down – you know? <laughs> did, he, did he really say your name, Melancon? <laughs> and so he, he said it phonetically correct so people could type me in and, like, and spell it, you hey, know? You and I better. think he just didn't know how to say my last name. Right, right. Probably. <laughs> no, hey, no, no. We're going to go with phonetically correct. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, good point. So, good point. So, so, so overnight, man, and the video ended up getting, like, 400,000 views. Wow. And so overnight, like, like my business just, just blew, up, blew up, you know? And, uh, uh, Dude, yeah. I honestly didn't know that. I didn't know that story. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's not it's not one I tell often. Yeah, that's amazing. But so that that's really how the business blew up so fast, and then you know it's like I, I had to make a decision where I wanted to pursue my, pursue that or mm-hmm. or stay with any time. And uh, you know I'm so grateful for for you and Bobby. Like y'all understand the entrepreneurial spirit because like we're we're all doing it now. You know like Luke, yeah, Bobby, you. You know it's a. Uh, but yeah, man. So that so JB was kind of the the birth of C six twenty because he was the first he was the first guy I helped get peeled and, and then and then from there everything unfolded as it did. Man, such a good time. So Tyler, we used to refer to to B as uh, the, the mad scientist just because he would like uh, we we always felt like you were kind of on the cutting edge of everything, right? You would bring so much information to us that like, hey, you need to do A, B, and C because of this. And you never just like I feel like a lot of and this is just coaches in general, right? Whether you're a leader or a coach, whatever it is, is that they just tell you what to do. They don't give you the reasoning behind right. it, right? Where Brian would, would literally like kind of, you know, geek out with us and be like, hey, you need to know why you're doing this, right? Because, and you would almost, okay, here's a crazy thing. I, f- I forgot what, maybe it was my last show, Greater Golf, that I did in 2012. And I remember you were, you were like, man, I think it was an email, or maybe we talked, but you were like, how, how, how much, uh, how hungry do you want to be? You're like, how how far are you willing to push? And I was like, you tell me what to do, and I'm in. I'm committed 110. Yeah. Let's go, right? Yeah. I think I was like trace carbs for like two weeks or something yeah, like that because yeah, yeah. I I just I needed to get uh, I needed to get you you had hello, a lot right? going on that prep. I, I, remember, I did. I, I remember did. that was a uh, that was an atypical prep. For it, you. you know, it was. Um, I got sick a week before, yeah. so I just wasn't feeling well. And then I think I was in my head too because. The, uh, no, 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 I sucked at Greater Golf. This was uh, the state show. Um, anyways, it doesn't matter. So I came out dead last in my weight class for one of the shows because I was doing two shows in one year. Oh, and then so it was just like I was beat up a little bit mentally. And then I was trying to get to yeah, – I, I was mean, in welterweight. Then I was yeah. trying to get to lightweight. I mean, you, 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 looked, you looked great. Yeah, I looked great. You, you just got sure. out-muscled, you know. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't big enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, man, just it, like you gave me the option. You let me – you empowered me and let me decide what yeah. route I wanted to take, yeah. right? I can stay in wel- uh, welterweight, which is going to be fine. I, I still look great, right? Or if I if I was willing to push and be, you know, a little bit uncomfortable, I, would, I could take that on. So I've always respected that from you, man. And uh, I don't know if you remember this. I, I don't know if I ever take you up on it, but you're like, hey, man, since you were my first client, uh, anytime you want to be prepped, I got you. Hey, I, I do remember Do you remember that? that? Yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> so the question is, when it, if will I ever compete ever JBA again? Ain't doing hey, hey, no, 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 no. He, he, he's not going to compete, but we're we going to call this his hinge prep. <laughs> what is a hinge prep? It's like Bumble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but a little, 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 little more upscale. <laughs> No, that'd be hard. No, I, I do want to say this while you're while you're getting into that, like just the things y'all are talking about. That's definitely ahead of its time, and that kids even today they want to know why they're doing so. People in general want to know why they're doing something. Like this is not a good example, but you look at like the vaccine. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. That people wanted to know why. Like, I, and I know the answer was, you know, for humanity, whatever. That wasn't good enough for people. Wasn't. People want answers as to why they're doing everything. Little kids, why, why, why? Right. Uh, so right. people want answers, and so for so long, I think we in everything we were just like, because I said so. Well, that doesn't work anymore yeah, it doesn't. because there's too much out there. There's too there's too much research that can be done. Google, we you know, it's ridiculous, <laughs> right? So it's easy to go to Google and do those things. And so, like, even in just baseball in general, like, kids have their own opinions because they've had someone who told them one thing one way. You tell them, so why? And so even as, like, just a, you know, someone who's 35 years old, I can be like, well, because I said so. That doesn't work. That's yeah. no good. How about how about we make them informed why they're doing something? People vote. When they vote for stuff, they just vote because they think that's what they're supposed to do because that's what their parents did mm-hmm. instead of, why don't you figure out who, why you want to vote for that person? Does that make sense? Like, it does, yeah. So that, to, for you to say it was like cutting edge because he's telling people why, like that, that's a big compliment, right? And I think you know that. You know, obviously, yeah. I mean, JB's, you know, JB. He's JB. <laughs> but, but for JB to give you that compliment, like I would say that's like the highest regard as to what someone could say when you're coaching people. Because coaching doesn't have to be a sport specifically. It doesn't have to be whatever. Coaching people is helping lead people and explaining to them why they're making the decision they're making. Does that make sense? No, it does. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like, man, all, all the leader really is, it's like uh, I think I think we uh, uh, think we have to get to a certain place before we can call ourselves a leader. But, man, it's like being a leader is just being one step ahead, you know. Yeah. And, and then having a heart to, to pull people behind you, you know. But uh, but yeah, man. I think I think the 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 the, the why and the questioning culture is is great. And but I think it's so prevalent in in, in like uh, today's today's situation because it's uh, dude, we're so exposed to how f- how fake social media is. Oh, and yeah. like even though we give it our like and our, our our digital signal signal of approval, it's like it's like in our heart of hearts, it's like we we, we know that the 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 social media age we live in and like. Uh, the lives people try and portray like it's ultimately it's like trying to get that that one like of affirmation to to fill a void you know and so it's like i think people are so aware of the fake that we have a generation of people that are actually hungry for something authentic you know Mm. and if you can provide something authentic to someone i think you've got a a a fan for life that's a great point man I, i love that think about tyler as a coach like there's things that you deal with that are outside of baseball Oh, on absolutely. a daily bait on an hourly Whenever basis. you're a head coach, you don't <laughs> you deal with baseball, but that's like a lot of times the last thing you're dealing with. Oh, bro, you're a therapist. You're, you're a therapist. You're dealing with personalities. And I'll tell these people all the time, how dumb am I for what I do that I'm relying on someone who's 14 to 18 or 19 years old? I am putting my future into a teenager, <laughs> which we're not even going to get into the issues that teenagers have, right? Like, it's so weird when you really think that'd about be tough. it. Yeah, that'd be tough. So, to your point, though, I think you're judged upon, like, uh, as coaches, you're judged upon what you can do with the situation. So, Tyler, if you're dealing with 14, 15, 16-year-old kids, you're judged upon knowing in, in the idea of, like, well, these kids are immature. They don't know what you know what's right and what's wrong still where brian you know you're typically dealing with more adults they they typically know like what the responsibility is that they have to keep to you right so but that doesn't mean that grown adults don't act like kids a lot of the time 100 percent. you know look it's adults are the problem (laughs) kids but here's the thing you expect it as a kid you expect them to be pouty or moody or whatever it is right 
as adults, you, you kind of expect them to be a little bit higher level just in general. So I think that's our frustration that we get. And I know in just being in the fitness industry, we deal with more like general pop, right? General population compared to your like af- athletes. Uh, be um, For us, it's like, man, when grown-ass adults act like kids, it's tough to deal with. Well, that's the problem with the country is adults <laughs> yeah, act point. like children. Yeah. Well, I, you point. know, it's like, but it's like if, if, if you break that down to like, Okay, if we're actually trying to figure this out, you know, as three dudes at a bar, <laughs> which we never will. But what, what's wrong with the country? It's like you have you have to just deconstruct even what you see into like, all right, well, like, what's the hard issue behind this? You know, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, it's like, like, I, and it's like I think we're so addicted to comfort that that as as a society that. Uh, uh, the the grade are so few and far between and so distinguished and and, and prevalent like uh, yeah. uh, figures in their in their field you know yep it's, that, uh, that makes a ton of we're, sense we're we're just we're, we're dude we're just addicted to comfort man and like it's like and, and that's how you that's how that that's how you control people too you know it's like you get them comfortable and then you string them along you know oh now you digging in deep that, that, I like that, this that, that, well that, that's a, a segue for you uh, to go back to Bumble. <laughs> Yeah, because we. I, I think speaking, yeah, speaking I, of stringing people along, I, I think all three people that listen to this podcast want to hear about this. So. <laughs> the, it, it's just a little bit overwhelming, and honestly, it's intimidating for me to think that like, I feel bad when I either have to slide left or right on a woman. Bro, you, you and me are the same person. I feel, on dude, I feel so bad, and they're like, I've swiped right on a couple people just simply because I felt like they were good people. <laughs> And yet you never met him. Hey, bro. Hey, you right. look like a nice person. <laughs> <All right. laughs> My thing with Bumble is like, dude, like once, once or twice a year, like definitely in December when it's you know like Christmas time hitting, you know. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Just like you know, it's Christmas, you're lonely, you know. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I do like twice a year, I'll download Bumble and like. I'll swipe for like an hour straight, and I just find so few people attracted that I get discouraged and I delete <laughs> like, it. If, if, if I didn't get a match in that hour, you're done. <laughs> and and to, make, to make to make matters worse, so one time I matched with this chick, and uh, uh, um, and uh, I already happened to uh, have have her number, you know. And so no it, shit. Yeah, and so like we matched, and so I text her, and I was like, hey, like like what made you swipe right, you know? And then like we started. Oh, good question. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, um, look, bring out your pen and paper. I'm about to say <laughs> no. We need to talk about this because I. I'll keep going, and I'll bring back what I need to so bring. So I'll cut it short. So, uh, so you know, we go through the whole, like, what made you swipe right thing, and then, like, she's like, well, what made you swipe? And I was like, honestly, I just – I'm on here to see if people, if I find attractive, also find me attractive, and that's the validation I need. I'm not actually interested in anything. <laughs> no shit. Did you really tell her that? And she didn't text me back. Uh, <laughs> well, obviously. I love this is why I love you though, B. It's just genius. It's like, hey baby. man, you're interested. Thanks. Bye. And in hindsight, I'm like, man, she was a catch too. Like, oh, but <laughs> don't do it to you. But you are very, very picky, by the way. I am very. You, you and I have had many of conversations about this to where 101, how not to online date. <laughs> <laughs> don't be that picky. How you <laughs> screw something up. Do, do the opposite of what of what I tell you, and you'll be all right. Probably so, what JB says too. <laughs> I don't know. Don't don't listen to anything I say. So you like. You can spit game. To me, that's game. Like, what made you swipe right, right? It's, uh, I wouldn't think about that. I'd be like, hey, how's your day going? Like, that's, 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 what, my, that's what my stuff, like, like what hey, you did is today. Your, is your, is your <laughs> utility How was work? 
Man, my water bill was high you this know, month. Like, to me, that's what you do. Like, I'm not going to, like. You're uh, not married to this person, JB. No, I, I know, but I don't know anything differently, right? So, J- look, JB's if, conditioned. If, yeah, what I'm up, guys? Super conditioned. What up, dude? So, if if it's, like, in person, I'm good. Like, I can I can hold my own. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty confident guy for the most part. There's something. I'm so insecure when it comes to dating apps or social media, I just, I overthink what I'm going to say. So I want to read this conversation with oh. you, right? So I'm mad. Why are you doing this I, to I, I just have to. It's not that embarrassing. It's just like, I oh, want y'all's boy. opinion, especially you, Brian. It, it, it's interesting that you're insecure about something that's super forgettable, though. It, I know. I just, yeah, you could just... Maybe yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. maybe it's gone forever. Maybe because I don't have that much experience with it, though, yeah. right? So maybe it's like the unknown and stuff like that. But I'm overthinking. I'm That's like, usually is, when people are more brave. Is she like, hot? Is she not? I mean, look, when I'm drinking, I'll like swipe right okay. and left all I want. You JB, know? I got an honest which question. is every night. <laughs> yeah, no, not every night. E- uh, all right, e- you, ever, you ever get in a streak of of, of swiping no? Like uh, where, oh, I run where, out. Where where it's so extended that like when someone pops up, like you instantly say something mean about them. Before you <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like, no. it's oh like my god! Head, big nose, <laughs> tiny ears, eyes oh, closed. Oh my god! <laughs> where, where where you just <laughs> saying the reason why they're not good enough? <laughs> but that's what and like, I, that's what makes me hate myself and, no, and why I can't ever stay on longer than an hour. No, but here's oh here's God. the thing though. I think this is a really it's that's I don't a, like that part of me. No, that's a funny point. That I'm judging that, someone that's that, a, that that harshly right. off a picture. But that's what you're doing on these. That's what, I, that's I what know, the app does. But it bothers me. It should. It should bother all of us. But it it is the normal. It is what. Do y'all pay for this app? Um, I have. Yeah, I paid for the premium because there's like. You get unlimited swipes. and So, yeah, it's so funny. It's, I, I feel like I'm so much better in person than this app. But I, I, eventually it just took me on, like, man, Bumble. I've actually bought, like, stock in the Bumble when it first came out. And I was like, oh, let me support Bumble is my excuse to, like, I always rationalize why I do things, right? So I got to have a reason of why I'm doing it. So it, this girl, I won't say her name, not that it matters. But you know how when you match, it'll, like, Here's your hint to help your matches, right? And so they'll bring up a topic to where they want you to talk about that topic. So this topic was ask me about my travel list, right? And so the in Bumble, the woman, if you match, the woman has to say something first. So even if you match, you can't text them until or message them to the app until they message you first. So she said, uh, so tell me the place you want to visit the most and why. And I'm like, I don't know. I just gave her my honest answer. I said, like, good question. <laughs> Good question, bro. It Why just, is that funny? Like, she I, did, I, I just picture mind. you as a teacher. <laughs> no. I don't know how to act, man. Mm, good question. So, good question. Zion National Park in Utah. I've driven through it, but but uh, but didn't get to spend the time up uh, that it deserves. What's top on your list? She said Utah is up there for sure. I want to go to Ireland so bad. I said I'm cheating a little. Lived in Salt Lake for about three years, so I know how. Pre- uh, I so I know it pretty well. And I said, why Ireland? She said, uh, so that's not fair. My grandfather was a true Irishman, and he was my favorite person. So really, that means the, the main, that's the main reason. Uh, and I said, I did, I did admit I cheated a little, LOL. Did you live in Ireland? Uh, I have a buddy who was born there and moved to the States. He's only talked good about it. Has an amazing accent as well, LOL. She said, his family did and migrated here. So like, I can, I can see why this conversation <laughs> fizzled out. <laughs> 
what the fuck do I say? Where did I go wrong? L- well, you went wrong with LOL. <laughs> LOL is so passive aggressive. It's so weird. Why is that? LOL. Oh, I don't, LOL. LOL. It's kind of like when people say sorry. They're not really sorry because we've used sorry so much. Was, LOL is just l- a passive aggressive way of like making it not as awkward. No, I was literally laughing out loud, though. But you really weren't. So, uh, so, so, so that that's like a good conversation, but that's like, it's like, how do you get is, romantic after that? <laughs> I know, but is that the point when you match someone? Good luck. Someone? I don't know. Am I supposed to be like, hey, boo, you want to go fuck? Like, am I supposed Jesus, to do that? Jamie. Whoa. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, but you said romantic. I mean, like, how about no, like I need to I need to get to know the person. So, you, so you got it. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> You gotta take him on a date before you. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> JB, we want to talk off, off camera, man. <laughs> I'll answer that. We talk about you. <laughs> we, we, we gonna get your life right. All right, B. First, first point, man. Give me, give me a pointer. If this was you in this conversation, where would you go? And then Tyler, I want your perspective. I have too. no idea. But go ahead. All right. Well, what was the initial question she asked? The, the initial question. Uh, she says, "So tell me the place you want to visit the most and why." But like you, babe. <laughs> Well, I was going to say Carl would have said something ridiculous. <laughs> I would have visited you. <laughs> I would have been like, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> would, you have, would you have really? Would you have really said that? Dude, okay. I, 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 I'm going to tell you the, the. So you just the, a savage, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you the, 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 the best advice I ever got. So the best and the worst Please. advice I ever got. So I'm I'm very nice. I'm like you, JB. You're super nice, man. And and like uh, I was like, dude, the, my friend my friend Jacob was just always getting chicks, bro. And like and you know, and I'm always the one with the, the this was younger, you know, young, younger Brian. Always one with the the hottest best friend, young but, B. But, but 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 not dating him, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like I'm like I'm like, dude, what's what's going on? And he's like, you just gotta care less. Like dude, that is so true. <laughs> and you just you just start caring less, and it it it. It intrigues them because most most women who are very attractive are u- used to men just uh, on them all the time. Uh, instant compliments all, off the bat about their beauty. They're never challenged intellectually. Uh, so if you can challenge someone intellectually uh, and 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 not uh, you know be a run of the mill guy with with your conversation, it's it, it's gonna move into some natural chemistry. You know. I love that. That's great. That in someone, long story, my ex-wife's. I guess boyfriend's ex-wife um, told me the best advice. Wait, wh- wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Dude, Run. I know. I know. Run. 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 Family tree goes back to Adam and Eve. <laughs> I think you said something that really <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm no, shocked no, no, no. you just said that. No, no. My ex-wife, right? Okay. Now boyfriend. Yeah, weird that we're talking about him. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's okay because it's pr- uh, yeah. Whatever, go ahead. No, because no, you need he, to know he, what where he, this advice comes. You're from. weird. But go ahead. I am very. He's weird. dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's his his ex wife because okay. he was married before. So I, so I heard correctly. Okay, you did hear correctly. Debauchery. Yeah, yeah, you did. It's okay. Of a, of a family tree. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was tough the, to listen to, Jimmy. Oh, it's okay. The, <laughs> no, no, only no, only because you're close to the situation. No, I mean like as your friend, that was hard to listen to. I love you too. So she told me the best advice uh, that that she could give me about women is that just pretend like you're not interested. It's the best thing you can do. And I think that goes well with you. Like, just don't care as much. And if you don't care as much, it'll come it'll come back around. If they're really interested, they'll show interest. And if they don't, then you move on. Is that where you're kind of hitting to or no? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. 
Um, just not caring as much. The, the, the tough part is not pigeon yourself, in your, uh, yourself into a hole of, of genuinely just not caring about anything, you know? Yeah. Cause, cause that I, can be tough, I too. I for sure found myself there. I'm like, I'm like, dude, every interaction is the same, like – you know, like you, you can copy and paste this stuff, you know, and, and get get the response you want. And like that's just so uninteresting to me. Like it, yeah. it, it's so rare to find someone that challenged me intellectually, like that I like want to talk to. No, is that why you don't hang out with me very often? Oh, that's one <laughs> well, of the, that's one of the reasons. <laughs> well, why do you think I drink on this podcast? <laughs> I challenge you guys in other ways, just not in- intellectually. That was really awkward. <laughs> I mean, I embrace it. So. I, I, hang, I hang out with you for your your uh, my good uh, your, your analogies. <laughs> oh, no. oh God forbid! If you hang I don't out, know if we can be friends. I'm gonna say yeah. If you hang out with me for my analogies, then how bad is my intellectual? If, if, if y'all don't know, JB is Intellect. known to work uh, drop the absolute most trash <laughs> analogies. Oh, yeah. All you gotta do is listen to this podcast of all time. <laughs> Just listen to episode 51. I try so, to I try so, to so couple. This, so this is like. I'm like, yeah. but I remember one time JBB be giving us speeches and meetings and stuff, and like, when, whenever the word "like" comes out, it's like, oh, Ramage rolls so hard. <laughs> I'm like, here we hey, go. Hey, remember bro. that? Remember that time I you talking about being on a fence? Yeah, no, I said selling a membership is like jumping over a fence. It's really difficult, but once you get over, you're on the other side. <laughs> I don't even think I did that well with it, though, right? Hey, bro. Oh. B, I've come a long way, though, man. Seriously, right? And, and look, this is—I would say going, maybe going a little bit more back to professional. It, the the idea of how old, how old were we? Because we're about the same age, right? We're young man. Uh, yeah, so we were young, man. Twenty. So thirty, twenty, twenty-two-ish. Yeah, twenty, twenty-two. How old whatever. Are you? I'm 32 right now. I'm 33. So yeah. yeah so 20, so, 21, 22. Damn, we're, we're babies. So a decade ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, we've come we've come a long way since then. So in terms of like leadership and have you really? I, I mean, I've come a long way, but then I've regressed because I think I, G- I was, give us an analogy. <laughs> so, <laughs> how far you've come? No, I can't. That would be really bad if I did that right now. Um, I've come as far as hopping over a fence to. <laughs> Landing on my face in the desert sand. (laughs) Hopping over a sprinkler and still getting wet. (laughs) Don't know where that came from. (laughs) What? You know when you look now. Okay, okay. okay. I I think we can all understand. JB. That's that's exhibit A. Okay, when you were little, did you ever jump over a sprinkler? I'm not having this discussion (laughs) with you. Jesus. It's really good, though, right? Oh, my God. So, so look, you, you two guys are, like, coaches, right, And uh, in, in, in a little bit different realms, right? What, what advice would you guys give, whether it's maybe somebody in a slump for, for baseball or somebody in prep who's just in their head overall? Well, man, j- just, in, just in general, it's uh, uh, people don't change until the discomfort of where they're at is less than their why, you know? And so it's like uh, – you know the best advice you can give is like it's it's your your why has to be bigger than the, the discomfort of the activity that's going to take to accomplish that why factor. You know, love that. Um, so yeah, that 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 that'd be me. No, so, it's funny you say that because talking about your why, I listened to Paul Maneri speak one time and he talked about your why has to make you cry. In other words, it has to mean so much to you that it could literally bring you to tears if you don't accomplish what your why is. So that was going to be something very similar. I was going to say, and you just have to be honest with people. You have to make them look at it from a different perspective—not not a different perspective, but make them look at it like in the relative terms of like its overall meaning, like you said, to them. 
right, to them and to the, the big picture of it. Because, like, when you talk about kids, high school sports are important, but it's not going to make up the rest of their life. But it's to right. make them understand what it's helping them develop. You know what I mean? you got to put it in perspective. And so adults and kids are different, but it's the same in that it, it – I don't know, like with kids, it helps them prepare them for when they're going to him and they're, as adults or they're going to their profession or whatever else to help them understand that it's it's helping mold them into being mentally tough people or better husbands or, you know, wh- whatever, better employees. Yeah, Does that make that. sense? Yeah, 100%. Like, so you just got to be honest with people. And I, he said that from the beginning. Like, you just – you got to tell them why they're doing something and, you know, be completely honest with people because people can see through when, when you're lying to them. Especially, you know, I know kids for sure. They know when you're lying. Especially these days, right? I, And I'm not going to lie to them, you know. Yeah. I, and I don't lie to you because you're an, I'm an asshole. But, and you are too. <laughs> but. No, but, but I think through that transparency, like, um, do you find kids these days, if, you, if you're not going to lie to them, do they just, like, if you just tell them, like, hey, you're not good enough to play right now. Do they just quit or do they stick around well, from they, your experience? They stick around because they think they're – I don't want to say they think they're good enough, but, like, they don't know where they stand. Got it. Like, they got to know where their reality is. Now, everybody wants to be tapped on the back and say, hey, you're so wonderful, mm-hmm. whatever. But for me, I'd tell them and then I'll tell their parents as well. Like, I'm, I, and I've said this before in the podcast, I'm one of few coaches that I actually know in high school sports that will talk to a parent about like playing time and things like that because I think people need to know where they stand. I love that. If people don't know where they stand and they're always wondering, right? And so most of the time, in my experience, in my past place where I was, they, they would you know maybe want to talk to me and then when it came down to it, they wouldn't actually want to talk because when they know the they go, once they hear the truth, it's real. If they don't ever know that, it's not real, you know? So you're open to the conversation. Absolutely. Now, now, for your age range, do you find that when you have to have those hard conversations with players of, of why they're not getting play time, of, uh, of, of their sim- like there's there's a better option, do you find that conversa- that tough conversation usually uh, inspires them to, to level up their work ethic, or do you see more, more kids lean towards uh, uh, just the status quo of like, oh, I won't, I won't be good enough, so they just maintain the path they're on? So far, for me, it's it's made kids work harder. Because generally, for me, it's been kids that are fringe kids. I've really not had too many issues with kids who just weren't clearly good enough. Um, and maybe it's because of my honesty. I don't know. I'll never forget, and I've told them this, this story before, but there was a kid, um, the, the, the year we won the state championship in 2016, I told him before the year, if we're going to win the state championship, it's going to be because you were a key player in this. And during the year, early in the year, he was killing it, and he struggled. Okay, he worked as hard as anybody, but he struggled so bad. And I took him out of the lineup, and I made him just courtesy run. And he gets to third base, and we're beating the crap out of the team we're playing against. So it beat us early in the year. And I'm having a conversation with him, and I'm like, you pissed? And he's like, yeah, I'm pissed. You know what? And, like, we had that conversation, like, hey, you needed to, to have that reality check. Like, you needed to know your, your production is not leading up to where it was. You're going to be in the lineup tomorrow, and you're going to play. And he was motivated. He continued to work hard. And the, the last inning of the state championship in a tie game, he hits a ground ball to third base and beats it out. A routine wow. ground ball and beats it out. Scores Crazy. the winning run in the state championship. Had nothing to do with what I told him because yeah. he was a motivated human being. Yeah. But he was the kid that was like, nah, you took me out, so I'm just going to work harder. Yeah. And that's rare for sure. But for me, mostly the fringe kids, they want to know the truth. They work hard to get towards that. Now, if they don't – if they, let's say they stay out of line, yeah, they're going to ask me again. I'm going to tell them again. You're not, you haven't been good enough. You haven't produced enough. And generally, if you tell someone the truth from the beginning, at least in my experience with kids, 
they will continue to do what they need to do to get to that point. Yeah. At least for, and for me so far. I'm sure that'll change, you know, over time. But it can. honesty to me is never has never led me in the wrong direction with kids. I will not lie to them. And what and what age bracket is that? Oh, I mean, high school kids. Yeah. I mean, I dealt with some middle. I did. I did. with some middle school kids this year as well. They're a little bit more fragile. They're a little bit different, and they still have a lot more development. Yeah. Um. So, you honest with them, but you're not as bluntly honest with them. The older a kid gets, the more blunt you can be with them. As you know, with adults, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean. Um. You just gotta tell them the truth and let them know where they stand. And it's weird. This will be my. 13th, I don't, I don't remember, 13th to 14th year, 14th year in education. I've been a head coach. This will be year 12 for me. I've had like four parent meetings in 12 years. Wow. Because of honesty. You yeah. know, because of honesty. That's why I treat JB like crap because I just tell him the truth. You know? <laughs> I only take it as love too though, right? No. Okay. But it's the same thing with kids, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. So B, you, you know, kind of going back to, to you and, and, and your career so thus far, right? So you started with Anytime, uh, you know, working with us, and then just really blew up in the contest prep. And then tell us, like, what what was the next either business venture or kind of next step for you? I know you got a, you got a couple things. Yeah, man. So yeah, Give uh, us that story, that, that timeline. So, you know, from 2012 to, uh, you know, like 2018, 2019. No, wait. Tw- wait, excuse me. 20 From 2012 12. to 2018, 2019. There we yeah. go. Yeah, right, you got it. Um, just, just did contest prep and, uh, you know, uh, the business just, just did phenomenal. Um, and, uh, so I mean, for years, man, uh, even when I had just started C620, people would always be like, when are you going to start your own supplement line? When are you going to start your own supplement line? Just, just because of the passion I had for, for science and giving people the best possible thing that I could formulate with my hands, you know? Yep. But I never wanted to get into it because it was, the industry is so competitive, um, and it's 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 not a wholesome industry, you know. It's uh, uh, there's uh, it, it the the morals are uh, atrocious. Look, the the fitness industry as a whole, which it's, supplements it's, have a lot to do with, it's they're dark, it's, bro. It's, it's very very dark, and and can sometimes do more damage than good. I man, that now that's a a, a, good, a good little a good point. little talking point that we'll get off on in a, in a second, I'd love though, to. man. But um, you know, just just for how how great Harvest came about because it's just diametrically such a different business model than I was used to because I was used to selling uh, essentially intellectual property, you mm-hmm. know, by 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 coaching people and consulting. And then, and, and it's for contest prep, so getting people at four, five, six percent fat level. <laughs> and then, you know, the next thing you know, out of nowhere, people hear me talking about like I just bought a bakery. A bread, a bread cup. <laughs> <laughs> it is only good for leg day, ladies and gentlemen. Only yeah. good for leg day and refeed. <laughs> um, everyday refeed, please, with this inflation. Dear God, refeed every day. <laughs> But but no man, it's uh, so 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 the way that kind of went down, man. It's like uh, and and not to um, and I don't I don't mean this in in a braggadocious way at all. But like business was so good and I was so successful that I was bored, and so like uh, man, it's like and like I wanted like my my passion is to to be in business long term and own lots of businesses and owner operate from a high level. It's like. It's like I was just bored, bored coaching, and like winning wasn't even exciting to me anymore. You know, I had, I had a client win a win a world title, and she texts me, and she's like, "I won first place!" Like, you know, I won, I won worlds. And, That's crazy. And, and like, I was like. Yay. <laughs> you know, so I knew I knew that's when something shifted, you know. And, man, for, I was just, like, 
always praying like to be a better businessman and like in, in hindsight you know i was really just praying to be like a, a millionaire um <laughs> or win the, the mega millions the other night yeah oh 1.2 billion dollars to some billion schmuck in dollars. indiana uh yesterday but uh but man the 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 way that like that that prayer answer came about was like through actually uh uh getting a brick and mortar business and managing employees so it's like dude's like I'm four and a half years in right now, and bro, I am still learning my my tail off. And this is like, you can only learn how to run a business by by doing it. Like, there's no book you can read, bro. Like, you've got to get in in the the muck, and you've got to figure out where you're bad and why you're bad at yeah. it. And then that's a really tough conversation because when you're trying to correct yourself in business, it's like you're going to, uh, uh, against your, all your natural instincts, you know. But uh, but the way so Great crazy. Harvest re- really came about, man. It's like, like I said, I, I, I was bored in in, in C six twenty and uh, um, not not in the sense of uh, in a negative context. Just being like, man, it's like I really got into a place where I was just very successful, very used to winning, you know. And so like a lot of stuff wasn't a challenge anymore. I was literally gonna say that. I was gonna say it. Um, it just wasn't a challenge, it, and it's not like you had to like. How much market? How many dollars do you spend on marketing? Zero. Zero dollars marketing, right? So you didn't have the normal challenges that a like a, a brick and mortar business probably has, had right? Zero challenges that normal business. Hey, has. let me ask you this: Do you do you regret not taking like it, I, I guess the word I'm looking for is like celebrating those victories? Do you regret taking those those moments for granted? Do you regret that? That is a good question. Because I'll tell you this: as a as a coach, yeah. You know, we had a lot of success where I was. And I think one of the biggest regrets I have, just as a coach in general, especially when I was young, was taking so many of those things for granted. Nick Saban, you know, is asked all the time about regrets he has, and he always says taking all the wins for granted, all the success for granted, because successful people generally take that for granted. They're always looking for the next challenge, like you talked yeah. about. You were bored. And so that's why I asked that because so many people, and I'm not, I'm not putting myself yeah, on like, yeah, yeah. you know, but just in general, like my own relatable experience, so many people, we, oh, okay, we had success. So let's get better. Let's find the next. I'll never forget in 2016, like, you know, I talk about it. We won it. We're on the bus home. Kids are celebrating on the bus. Great time. Me and one of my assistants are in the front talking about the next year. You just you can't help yeah, as, as a yeah, leader. Yeah. You're looking for the next challenge. Yep. So do you ever do you ever regret not – or you, you have, have you never really thought about that? No, that that's a great question, and, and you know, in hindsight, looking back, it's a I, I regret uh, uh, my lack of thankfulness, because bro, like uh, like I mean, JB's in business, he knows. Like we both went through COVID with brick and mortar businesses, and like it it hurt, man. Oh, and yeah. now, we're dealing, fun. now we're dealing with inflation and cost of goods. You know, it's like. It's like, man, it's like uh, we got we got I, some challenges ahead. Man. Yeah, it's like, but it's like, man, I, I look back at that at that time, even just from a financial standpoint, I'm like, I regret not being so thankful for for how well I was doing, because you know now now that I'm in a completely different industry and dealing with a, a ton of different types of struggles, and, and I'm at a place that I haven't been before in, in one of my businesses, it's like. It's like I'm seeing the other side of that, and so it's like, man, I, I I regret not having a more thankful heart for the 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 outrageous place that I, a blessing I had in my lap at the time, you know. But also, it, it if you if you can really have an honest conversation with yourself, 
it allows me to to get to a place where like even in the hardships now i'm trying to be thankful for this because dude there's stuff you can only learn on the mountaintops and there's stuff you can only learn in the valley you know yep. no doubt. it's like you know it's like Quote that one be. you know it's a uh, it's a uh, there, there's just stuff you can only learn through hardship and then there, there's places of your heart that you only learn through extreme extreme blessing you know and so it's like uh, being thankful for for both places and realizing that that both are necessary, but the bottom is probably more necessary than the top. You know, yeah. yeah. You can't re- you can't realize how wonderful the top was until you're yeah. You know, struggling a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I always uh, I, I've had to tell myself this many a times, and I, I've tell I've told team members, friends, is that you don't. And this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna sound cliche, right? You, you don't know the stress that you can handle until it's there. Yeah. Right. You don't know that potential of like heartache. You don't know that potential of stress or pressure um, until you actually do it. And you're like, I don't have anything else to do. Yeah. Like um, I specifically remember having like, and, and this is being totally open and honest with you guys. I, I haven't told many people this. I, I remember having like $200 in my bank account. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, I know how that feels. I know the fear that's involved, right? I know having a credit card bill that's thousands and thousands of dollars, right? And knowing that that's due. Like, I, I've felt that in business. And what do you do? Do you just give up and say, oh, I guess I, I lost. I guess I'll. No. Like, you fight. You, you, you get even. You wake up the next day, you're motivated, and you go on to business, right? You do what you need to do. And uh, I don't. You learn so much there compared to winning. And so I think, B, going back to your point, like you were winning so often, that you, but you weren't learning from that, right? You you were just really good at your yeah. winning, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. And so you just kept winning. Yeah. So you wanted an, another challenge, right, to where, boom, you're like, all right, cool, brick and mortar, let's see, yeah. see, see what you have, you know? Well, man, like the, the – so the idea of, of Great Harvest didn't actually come from, like, wanting a personal challenge. I was just trying to set set, set the backstory of where, where I was at, like, mentally, you know? Yeah. But, uh Dude, the way the way Great Harvest came about, bro, was like, dude, actually one day, like, dude, I was just like sitting, I was sitting by myself, just like, uh, like really just trying to like have a conversation with the Lord, and like, dude, it 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 broke my heart that I knew there was people in my city tonight that were sleeping outside that didn't have meals, and like, I just felt this outrageous conviction that I need to get into food service to take care of the less fortunate. And so, uh, and then it's like, and from there, just the craziness of me buying Great Harvest happened, you know, because, yeah. uh, uh, um, but yeah, dude, it's like, uh, so, so Great, Great Harvest came from just, uh, uh, seeing a need and trying to meet it through business. And it's like, we, we live in a weird culture, man, where, where capitalism is almost villainized. Like, dude, if you look mm. at the movies, like we grew up on, you know, it's like, uh, it was always the big corporate CEO that was the villain and stuff. And so it's like, we've kind of been programmed to think that business is bad, but it's like, yeah. dude, it's like, I, I want business to be a force for good, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 mm-hmm. and great harvest is sort of the, the, the first step in that, uh, like with the partnerships we do and stuff. But, uh, but it's like, you know, I struggle with the same things you do, man. It's like I always feel like I should I should be doing more, and then you get so busy with trying to run a business to keep your head above water that you, you forget to, you know, be intentional about growing outreach portions and stuff. It's like it's just it's, it's, it's tough running running businesses, you know. And, uh, 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 you know, people glamorize it on social media, and there's always this, you know, it's like, dude, I saw, I saw one thing on, on TikTok the other day, or not TikTok, Instagram the other day that, like, like really kind of like struck a chord with me it was uh, uh i think it was kevin o'reilly he's one of the sharks you know yeah mm-hmm. and uh, i think it was a quote by him saying that a salary is what businesses give you to kill your dreams 
And like that's one of those quotes uh, that that like uh, that lots of people want to like and repost and stuff. But I'm like, bro, everyone's not built to be an entrepreneur. That's Dude, so like true. it's like, bro, if I, if I if, like entrepreneurship is hard. It's not fun. Like you know, it's like you're you're giving up 40 hours a week to work 100 hours a week, and then to be scrutinized by everybody. You know, it's a uh, uh, and be judged. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so. It's like it's like I'm a firm believer in in capitalism and and capitalism as a force for good. But it's like uh, uh, it's like, uh, but this this stuff is not something I think uh, should be should be taken lightly. You so know it's what not, I'm not for the faint of heart, right? Yeah. So I just completely disagree with that whole Kevin O'Leary quote. It's like it's like man, it's like some people like love collecting a salary and then having their entire week to spend with their family. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, not everyone's supposed to be working 120 hours a week trying to sell you a t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's so I'm, I'm very anti, uh, uh, that stigma that everyone should be their own boss. You know, it's like, when in with information these days, like more people feel like they need to do that. Right. Yeah. Well, they so feel empowered. They do. Yeah. So G- Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Gary V, he speaks about this all the time. He's like, look, if you let's say you get paid, you know, fifty thousand dollars, but you get to play like, you know, softball on the weekend. You're happy. And, and like, don't like be OK with that. If you're not OK with that, then work your hundred hours. Right. Yeah. But if you're okay with that, then be satisfied with what it is. We, we just all compare ourselves to one another. There's a really great book. It's called E-Myth, right? If you haven't. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't had it, it, it differentiates the difference between an entrepreneur and someone who should work for someone. It, it's a mind-blowing book, right? And one of the reasons why I have a business partner, and uh, I know Carl would give me some, some shit for this, right? One of the reasons why I have a business partner is because I am not an entrepreneur. I am not a Brian Malosso, right? I, th- th- I'm a structured individual. Like, I would be the guy that needs to get paid the salary. But because I have a business partner, I essentially ride his to- uh, coattails. Excuse me. So, and I don't mean that in, like, I'm not good enough. I am very good enough, and I'm very good at what I do, right? But he ha- Bobby has things in his personality that are just different than different what I'm skill sets. Different yeah. skill sets and, and, that's what I, okay. and what I naturally am. So I accept that. And I accept that by being okay with a 50-50 partnership, right? I could have, you know how many people have come to me and be like, man, why don't you just go open your own gyms? Because I know me. Like if I open my own gym, it would be one gym, one gym yep. and that would be it. Yep. And it would be it would be mine and that would be great. But I feel like there's there's a part of me that's in a, 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 a like I just like to achieve. And so like having nine stresses me out like crazy, but I love it. I love every second of it, you know? Yeah. So it's a totally different monster. So I love your point of just that. But if you, if you haven't read that book or listened to it, E-Myth. I, E-Myth I think social great. media probably does a lot, a lot of that though, right? Cause that's what makes us not, not solely, but that's what makes us compare ourselves to other people. Right. Cause back to what you said on social media, it looks wonderful. Like everything's perfect. Kind of like people's marriages and just mm-hmm. lives in general, right? Yeah, Everything looks perfect, but behind the scenes, it's a shit show. It's ruffle feathers all over the place, whatever mm-hmm. else. Like, mm-hmm. it, social media has really changed things. It's strange. It really, it really, really has. It's it's crazy in terms of how we like keeping up with the Joneses used to be something back in the day, right? And now it's like just keeping up with social media. Yeah. Yeah. So it's totally different. Like no, normally you would like live in a neighborhood and you're like, oh, Su- you know, Susie Q got this, so I got to get that blender, right? Now it's like, no, I got to have that body. I got to have that makeup. 
that close. Like it is a real, it's a real thing. And you know, man, it's like social media sort of started exploding on 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 the tail end of our adolescence. You know, but it's like, man, it's like I I, I think about you trying to raise kids in this climate. You know, it's God like God bless, man. <laughs> Seriously, God bless. Uh, it's like they they they're growing up with Instagram, TikTok being the norm, and just. Uh, the, you know this uh, obscene comparison of, of reality versus social media is like it's like it's like how do you even parent through that no and it's tough for like knowing what it's going to be for them but it's tough for us as well you know like i think for us it's it's always been about making them good human beings and that's our only focus um my wife and i are both very like we have the same goals for our kids you know i, I we, we talked about how much brady obsesses with baseball and stuff i don't care about that i don't i really don't like i care about his education or my kids education and i care about them being good human beings and so i'm very aware of what social media does to people i think maybe because of the profession i'm in and i see the, the effect it has on kids in general yeah. i think that helps me now the challenges that'll be in five years, you know, ten years is going to be stuff that we don't even know yet. So that so that's what I was going to say. What what does the conversation look like for for you as a dad if you come home and you start noticing you both your, both your kids are on on Instagram three four five hour hours a night? Like how how does that conversation look to address the heart issue in a in a teenager in this kind of climate? Good question. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? My kids are six and two. So oh, okay. I thought you had a 10-year-old. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Carl has a 10-year-old. Oh, so, Carl, okay. so, So I think that question is going to be a little bit different at that time. I don't know. And, and I've said this before on here. Like, when you're a parent, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. Yeah, winging you, it. You kind of figure it out. But I do think – like, I teach middle school PE. I think that's helpful. I think for me it's helpful. I – I, that doesn't mean I have the answers, but I think being around kids that age, it helps me have a better understanding of where things are. More knowledge, man. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just hope, you know, that it, that it, things are going to progress, obviously, in social media as time goes. Be, there will be an app. There will be something that we don't even know about right now by the time Brady's 11 and he's 6. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? By the time he's 15, whatever. So that's just a conversation we have to have then. I don't know the answer right now. That's still things I think as they grow – you just kind of try to gain that knowledge and try to gain an understanding of what's going on around you. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, the thing to like this, I would honestly, I would almost say like a team member or an employee or a business or even a, a team member in terms of a player, right? Being a coach is that how can we be as proactive as possible? Right. So whether it's a performance evaluation for a team or to bring up a difficult conversation that's eventually going to have to happen if it doesn't happen, they're leaving. Right. Or being super direct, Tyler, where you refer to like, hey, hey, kid, like you're you're good. You have a great work ethic, but you're not talented. So you got to work your ass off even more to be in this starting spot. Right. I think how like we have to be proactive, but understand it's not going to be perfect. Right. Proactive, but not perfect. Because if you expect it to be perfect, you're going to be caught off guard and you're not going to be able to pivot. And I think that's really one of the biggest things of success is that don't be shocked. If you're shocked, you're, excuse my French, but you're fucked. Because if you're shocked on it, then you don't know what to do, right? 
patience is probably the biggest thing uh be a long time ago i always uh always said man i'm not a very patient person i pray to god for patience every single day don't do that. worst mistake ever made <laughs> the good lord said guess what jb you got it baby he, bro, he doesn't like, give me patience he gives me the opportunities oh, to be yeah, patient bro. right see and see this is like we, we 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 make mistakes and like we pray for patience thinking it's going to be this 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 download of patience but it's like <laughs> dude the only way you learn patience is going through situations that require patience to get through them it's so it's so like crazy. i'm like i'm like stop stop praying for patience y'all. i was like <laughs> you, you don't want that smoke it's going <laughs> yeah i mean like you said i mean patience is just different different situations i mean it's so different man it, the, it, it, look, it, there's it, a different level of patience when you have kids it's such I, a different I mean, level of patience pa- pa- it's abc's playing in the back seat you know what i mean like i couldn't do it bro uh, you got a friend of me because andrews loves it you got a friend of me you got it's a constant me. but it, he he loves toy story has an obsession Same. so there's some days where it's like, <laughs> there's some days that like dude, we, we will watch all four toy stories in one day like it's just that's like, how much he loves it. Oh, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, but it's like he has Woody and Buzz Lightyear pajamas, and he wants oh, to every man, night. He wants it. to rotate them, but it's like it's a different level of. Yeah. Hey, Dad, you know Juan Soto won the home run derby. Like, it's just different. You know what I mean? <laughs> dad, Dad, Dad on board. Dad, Dad. It's just strange. It's just. I different. can see. I can see him being that. Well, look, B. You know, we're we're coming up probably about an hour here, so I wanna I wanna preface the question that we we kind of brought up a little bit before but maybe just your quick overview of it is when we talk about the fitness industry we talk about um and this is probably we're not gonna probably have enough time but fitness industry supplement industry right like what it's considered as a very positive industry right but from your perspective you kind of preface it before what's your kind of take on it and where, where do we need to go to make this industry like um as as beneficial as it can be to each Amer like each Amer- uh, individual in America. Yeah, man, that's a that's a good question. It's a, I, I think the answer is just like radical, like authenticity. It's like, man, you go you go scroll on social media. It's like, it's just fake, bro. Like, yeah. and and to like being being a coach and someone who coaches like elite athletes and professional athletes, it's like, dude, I see I see the fakeness on 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 a different level, man. It's a uh, uh, meaning you can see through it or. Oh, meaning like what you're consuming on social media on average from the fitness culture is 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 such an amalgamation of, of nonsense. Got me, it. Me, meaning like, uh, uh, okay, I'll give you the perfect example. And this Please. is a true story. I love examples. So I had a client. I bugged him for years to get blood work because he was an enhanced client. He used performance enhancing drugs as, mm-hmm. as, you know, most people do in bodybuilding. Yep. And so uh, I was bugging him for years to get blood work. It's like, listen, man, like it, this is important for your health long term. You're young. You don't think of it now, but it's important. Please you know? do it now. So anyway, years I bugged this guy. Eventually, he went get blood work, okay? It's after years of me telling him he needs to get blood work. <laughs> I go on Instagram. I see a picture of his arm with a needle in it. Hey, guys, got to stay healthy. Got to get your blood work done every quarter. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good y'all Lord. are fake as, as F, bro. <laughs> and dude, America. And dude, I'm 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 talking like I've had clients like ask me like, hey, what's creatine? And then like be posting like, now taking on clients. You know, it's like, Whoa. bro. I mean, you know, JB, you're you're yeah. in the industry, but it's like, dude, it's like the the fitness industry is, is just 
fake, bro. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and so it, it's like, it sells, though, right? Like uh, the idea it does. of se- I mean, se- like sex, sex sells. sells. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so it's like I, I think I think the cure is radical authenticity. You know, of uh, uh, I love that. Uh, uh, man, people just being open with their struggle, um, because right now we're just open with our successes. You know. Um, because it, it attracts the likes, and then that fills a hole in our heart that that we're yearning for affirmation, you yep. know, yep. of like I'm doing good, and a lot of that stems from it's like, it's like you know how we all grew up, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I love, genuinely love about this podcast, and and me, Tyler, and Carl doing it is that we're 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 typically pretty transparent, like just in general, whatever we're talking about, right? And I, I don't think that comes around very often where we can just openly talk about you know, being either broke or struggles or relationship issues and th- or, you know, giving each other a hard time, right? Like, I think that, that we're so used to being nice and status quo and, like, only putting the best foot forward, and that's what we're showing every single person. Yeah. I think that, 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 that that's just not real. Even though it, like, feels good when we post something and that's the perfect picture and we get all these likes and shit like that, right? It feels good, but at the end of the day, like, Everybody's doing that. Yeah. Everybody and has people that suck too. <laughs> Speaking of people sucking, I, 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 I got something more. real quick. Yeah, I'm about to say. I, I feel like you. I feel like you're ready. You're you're about to erupt for a rant. I, I'm looking at the door and it, just, it bothers me. I, you you want to know? It really chaps my ass. Please. It really it aggravates. Me. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry if y'all do this because I'll probably hit both of y'all if y'all do. <laughs> Even though you both beat the shit out of me. Just don't hit me too hard. Listen. You hold the door open. You, you talked about holding the door open for a lady. I, yeah, just, I did. You, you know, you see a random person walking in. You're gonna hold the door, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. So no. what do you expect them to say when you hold the door? Thank you. What do you hate when people say when you do it? Uh, nothing. I hate that. I, you know what I hate more? What's that? When they go, mm-hmm. When did this happen to you? You never heard, dude. You never, uh, you know, yeah, you, you know. Or, or I'm sorry, you hold it open, it, it, like, you know, you say, you know, whatever, and they're like, they don't say anything. And then they hold the door open for you, and you say, thank you. And they go, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready to put their heads in the toilet and flush it. Bro, I can't bro. stand it. I had it wrong to begin with, but my point was. I got you, though. I got so you. So if they say thank you, you say you're welcome. Right. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're holding the door open for me, and I say thank you. And they go, mm-hmm. Why? Why? That, 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 Why? That doesn't bother me. Oh, my God. You, wait, hold on. You be the one that would do oh it. My well, no. <laughs> so, oh, so, my God. So oh, my God. So this is what I'll say, because I, I, I'm at a point in my life where it's like, if I don't want to do something, I probably don't, you know? Right. So it's like, it's like if I hold the door for someone, like, my, my motive was to, to, to bless them. So my motive wasn't for a thank you. So it's like, whether they say it or not, or whether they say, mm-hmm, like, it doesn't affect my day because I had already decided, like, I'm going I'm to do this. So it's like, that, that doesn't bother me. Okay. So, but if you're holding the door for me and I say thank you, you don't have to say you're welcome. Okay. You can say nothing. Even if he knows that thank you, I'm, I'm okay. Don't say, mm-hmm. Like it, that is saying the, that the, that uh-huh. is saying yeah like yeah yeah dog like I held the door open for you because what you just said is correct you're doing it out of the niceness of your heart right so that should be the point of whole opening the door not to say mm-hmm that's such a so, negative so, thing so, so how often has this happened a lot. to you really a lot. there's actually one person in particular that I'm not I feel, I feel like that I'm you. not around <laughs> y'all, y'all no I know I know I, y'all I, heard I've, this. I've never got a door open mm-hmm. you've never no, got I think I, I think. It's not even door open. Like if you. That's if a you, bad example, but it's, no, no, it's a good example. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's the. Mm-hmm. I can't More, stand it's it. It's that I, B than anything else. It's I, the. I, mm-hmm. Just I, say. I, mm-hmm. I think y'all are offended by the tone and not the syllables. No, it's it's that. <laughs> okay, I, I'd rather you say nothing. So 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 I'm an mm-hmm-er. 
about to say, are you? No, this is why he's disagreeing. Tyler. I hate you. This is why he's I don't like you. I don't like you because anymore. Because he would be like, this has been episode 50, whatever. <laughs> God, I hate that with a passion. Why? Come on, B, tell us. So, like, give so us, like, give us right, the other side of the coin. I'm answering calls all day at Great Harvest, right? So, yeah. people are like, oh, thank you. Bro, my response is, mm hmm. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, no. That That's me saying, I acknowledge your thank you and thank you back. So remember, so what, say, so, so say, you're welcome. But I like saying, mm-hmm. Well, why don't you, why don't you go Chick Fil A and say, my pleasure? Ooh. I do say my Ooh. pleasure when I when I answer the phone. And my, all my employees make fun of me. You, no, you should say <laughs> my, my pleasure. My pleasure's fine. He, here's the, here's, don't give me a, mm-hmm. Yeah, here's but, the, but I probably wouldn't go back. In, in defense, I have inflections in my mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I go, I go, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you better not put that mm too long. Okay, that makes it a little bit different in a different way. So, so imagine you're on the phone with me and you're like, oh, thank you so much, Brian. Mm-hmm. But, okay, Whoa. go a little bit longer. That's just, Dude. Oh, no, no, Okay. No, All right, no, this has reached no, a whole we'll new No, hold on, hold on. I, I just want to try it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brian, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all of a sudden went sexual, didn't I, it? I, I, all of a sudden, I, 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 had like, I had like five two M's. <laughs> there was a person five, five, five too many M's. There was a person I worked with, and it seemed like I always held the door open for this person. Obviously, won't ever say names. Not, yeah, not where I'm. It's okay. Always said, mm-hmm, I couldn't handle it. Like I, I never said anything. No to drop. This person kidding. was a female. Yeah. I never said anything. I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. He, he, but see, bro, you, you you should say something. If something bothers you, say something. No. And even if they don't change, that's okay. But you still you, you still got to uh, say what you need to say. No, well, I don't work with that person anymore, so I don't care. Well, you no. were the only. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you were the only one suffering. You're the only one in discomfort. Me and somebody else had the same conversation. Y'all both should talk to. Her. <laughs> here's my here's my where I get where Tyler's coming from, is the idea of them saying, mm-hmm. it's almost like you don't have enough. Like energy to say thank you or my pleasure or whatnot, right? Yeah. I feel like it's more of like a come on, give me a little bit more, right? Yeah. More than anything yeah. else. I'm making the effort. You make the effort. That's how I feel. So, so then it wasn't an authentic gesture because you were expecting something back. It's it, was, real, it was an exchange. But I, but I just told Ooh. you though that you could say nothing, and I would rather that than. Mm-hmm. I would rather you say nothing. But you're, you're, you're that. That's your preference. Yeah, your preference isn't isn't obligated to your act. No, you're right. I, I don't I don't care. I don't want to hear. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is about me. This is about me yeah. and my rank. Bro, bro I'm, I'm hitting you with mm-hmm anytime I see you. I'm not. So this is I'm, the last time he's on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having my six shooters loaded up. <laughs> oh man, I can't stand it. I really can't. Stand it. And like, honestly, that hasn't happened anytime soon. I just was trying to think of something random. No, I it. love that. No, <laughs> I, I think it's that, a good point. I relate. That, that is by far the one of the most interesting pet peeves I've ever heard of, and I love it. I so, can't stand it. So Brian, if you ever mm-hmm me, it better be the the five M's. So oh, you, wait, wait, we agree it. with something? We agree. Dude, Tyler, we agree. Look, 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 we really look, do. Look, look at me coming on the podcast and just restoring unity after years and years of disharmony. <laughs> I don't know about Carl, that. Carl, Carl would have had your opinion just because we felt that way. Yeah. Even though Carl has – never mind. Hey, Carl's speaking, never here. Hey, though. speaking of Carl really quick, man, you know, I, I got this great idea of just saying, like, fuck you, Carl, for not being on the podcast. So Man. Yeah. So I appreciate you not being here. And, uh, you know, if you want to – Go do drunk on a boat podcast. You're more than welcome to, man. You know, I'll, I'll sign your boat and everything. We'll we'll christen it with some champagne. It won't be the expensive one because fuck you. It won't be 1942. No, 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 not at all. I love you, Carl. But should I say one more time? Fuck you. 
<laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> so B, go on. Let, let's uh, let's. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so overall, the the like we we reeling it back big time, right? Like fitness industry, it just needs to be more real. And I think we can For impact sure. impact more people. We can relate to more people in general. And I think it's it's a day to day struggle because we fight in between like what's real and then what people want. The real life of a person. And what they want is typically not attainable unless, going back to your point, unless their why is more important than the journey that it takes them to, right? And so they have to go through that struggle. And two minutes. Like, uh, Pete, like, we live in a microwave society, man. It's like people do not right. want to put in the time. And, like, and that's not a judgment statement. That's nope. like a I, me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> we all feel that way, right? Bro, it's like I don't want to wait, like, ten more years to be a millionaire. You know, it's like. it's like it's probably, That's why that many people played the Mega Means, you know. Like, right. Hey, everybody and bro, was in that, it. That, that's how I got myself into a lot of trouble with stocks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, in the, last four, in the last four years, I've lost so much money trying to get rich quick. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at one point you cautionary were, tale. You, bro. you were like day trader, right? So you were mix you were mixing it all. Yeah, hard. and so I'm I'm back to day trading, but like uh, uh, I'm day trading with with rules and uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah win- structure, right? I'm, I'm winning now, you know. Good. But it's like, dude, it's like when we let that little greed monster pop up, baby. It's like it can be tough. Oh, dude, it's like uh, especially when you have a preconceived notion of where you want to be in life by a certain time period, you know, and you're not there. You, you do drastic things to try and get there quick, mm-hmm, you know. And so it's like, mm-hmm. dude, it's like I, I, I'm subject to the uh, the microwave monster too, you know. It's like, and it's like, so it's like trying to actively develop a mindset of delayed gratification is t- is is the goal. But like, if we're let's be honest, like it's it's tough as an adult. You know, it's like, yeah. and so it's like, it's like this, this is a skill set I, I very much wish like wasn't still to me as a child, you know? And uh, I, I think um, that's like, but here, here's a beautiful thing, right? Uh, is that you as an entrepreneur, right? Um, uh, Tyler, you as a coach, right? Um, in your own sense, almost an entrepreneur, like you guys get to instill the things that you've learned through the struggles that you've had to your kids or to a niece, a nephew, a friend, uh, a, a co-worker whatever it is right and I think that's a beautiful thing is that we have the opportunity and not a people not a lot of people look at it this way we have the opportunity to give back in more ways than we than we ever understand and it's more of education information life lessons uh, I like to call them knowledge nuggets right read the book the question behind the question mm. Dude, it's small. I read it in one day. Question behind the question. question behind who, who authored that? Uh, I, can't, I really can't remember on the top of my head just because I'm telling you all this. But I know Brad Stevens. He's the GM of the Boston Celtics. He was the head coach at Butler University basketball. And every incoming freshman, he made him read the book. The question and then, the question. So he got offered all these different jobs. He made Butler relevant. They lost in the national championship like two years in a row. He got offered um, a couple different jobs. They didn't take him. And then he got the Celtics basketball job. And then he got burnt out. So now he's the GM of the Celtics. Right. But How, is that not burnout? Yeah, well, it's it's <laughs> but it's less day to day, you know, whatever. But he made every fre- so I just was doing some research. I was fascinated by him. He was a young coach with success. Read it in like one day, and I'm like, pretty good. So I started having where I was before. I started having kids read it, um, and then it was like seniors, and then they would like sign in the book or whatever whenever they would uh, they would read it. And it's not it's not anything like groundbreaking or anything, but it's just reminders in your head, like looking at things. 
why did this, you know, instead of why did it happen to me, how can I grow from it? You know yep. what I mean? Yep. It's just a, it's a growth mindset book. It's a little bit different, but it's pretty good. I actually bought it for 99 cents on Amazon, and it cost $3. <laughs> to ship it. To ship it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't, you, don't, you don't have a Prime membership, man? It, didn't, it wasn't on a Prime? Katie probably does it. I don't know what I just didn't do. <laughs> I think we do now. I, don't, I have like three copies of it somewhere. I don't know. It was Prime Day the other day, man. Well, be last question I have for you, man. Any uh, any like uh, book recommendations, right? Book, audiobook, podcast. Um, any any recommendations for you? Holy smokes! Not bro. for you, but sorry. Any like this, this, first thing that comes to your mind? Not this, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a book by uh, Danny Silk called "The Business of Honor." And it's uh it, it's it's geared around restoring honor in the workplace. That's that's the most recent one that I uh, uh, that that I've read that I'm on. That's kind of like uh, shifting my perspective of uh, uh, capitalism as a force for good. You know, it's like because uh, okay. uh, business, you know, business especially like I mean, you're 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 ahead of me in business, JB. You you know, you're multiple conglomerate. You know, it's uh how many locations y'all have? Uh, nine right now. Jesus, I was gonna think four or five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're doing. This is why I'm bald. Bald. Uh, so it's like, yeah, man. It's like, but it's like, uh, so it's like business at a high level, and like you're getting to that high level mark. You know, it's like, you know, um, but it's like, it's like, uh, it, it becomes very cutthroat, very dark. You know, it's like, uh, so it's like restoring honor to the to the workplace. Yeah, um, I love that. And so yeah, it's called the business of uh, the, the, honor by uh, Danny Danny Silk. And I think business Bob, of Bob, Bob Hassan. I think. Okay, it did. Uh, did you research this book, or did someone recommend it to you? Um, it was a recommendation through um, uh, uh, through YouTube series I was watching. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. So, all right, really quick, sh- what YouTube series was it? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> which is that explains YouTube, right? YouTube is this wormhole of Bro, stuff that that you have. That you, you, have you ever into. found yourself in like just the weirdest place of YouTube? I remember one time it was like two, I'm not I'm not lying. It was two in the morning, and I was like, "Oh, bros." I've got to go to bed. <laughs> I I ended on a video of a guy smoking a whole cigarette in one pull. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's the that depth, lung capacity, that's baby. That's the depth of YouTube uh, of YouTube, YouTube yeah. uh, 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 depravity. I got to. Well, wasn't it Kyrie Irving that was like believed in flat Earth because of YouTube? Yeah. Like he started watching one YouTube video Bro, and it eventually flat like, Earth people are so interesting. Dude, it's so <laughs> crazy, isn't it? But Bro, you need to have a flat earther on here. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie, where you at, dog? Yeah, Kyrie, come on, come on the pod, baby. Well, B, what, what's, uh, what's the future look like for you, man? Is, is it, uh, tell us kind of if you have any, any big things coming up, or are you focusing, just doubling down on, on kind of the. It's a lot what you have right now, right? The three, three, three things you have going on. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, you know, from a supplement standpoint, I. Uh, uh, you know, sort of waiting for, you know, we like probably not a lot of people know this, but we, we get all our raw ingredients from China and things yep. are just absolutely crazy right now, especially with uh, transoceanic shipping. And uh, so I'm sort of waiting until uh, things calm down a little bit in the supplement industry because the way I formulate it's uh, I try and design the best product possible, which is a terrible business model if you're trying to make money because it's super expensive uh, to do. It is extremely <laughs> expensive to do. So supplements are on, on a cool down mode probably till January 1st. Okay. Um, I just started taking on clients again after yeah. uh, after like a, taking like a year year uh, like a year and a half off of coaching where I just focused on really learning uh, 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 my brick and mortar business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I just started coaching again and uh, having been in the real the real world, 
uh, for the past four years for the Great Harvest. It's like I really now understand the struggle of the everyday Joe. Because before, man, it's just like I'm dealing with people who like have athletic drive and will do just anything you tell them to do. <laughs> but it's like, dude, now now that I've been in the real world, meaning like uh, working in a brick and mortar job and mm-hmm. man- managing people, it's like I understand the stress that other people feel. Because like when I, when I'm coaching full time, when I was coaching full time, bro, it's like, dude, it's like. I'm going to bed at 2 in the morning. I'm waking up at 11. I'm eating what I want. I'm training what I want. And I'm answering emails, bro. It is the <laughs> life, you know? But, dude, now that I, like, understand what I, what most people face. And, dude, I don't even have kids yet. And, like, I'm not even married Just wait. Yet. Oh, just wait. You know? And so it's like, I can't even imagine the stress and how little time you have. And so it's like, I, you know, even though I'm back from coaching, I'm more excited about developing a, a, a program for people like me now, like and like the busy business person and the nice. busy mom, the busy dad. So I'm actually focusing a lot more on uh, uh, the everyday person than the athlete with my return. And don't get me wrong, I'm still working with athletes. I'm just being a lot more selectful with who I work with and only working with people that I want to work with. And so uh, developing a, a, a really amazing program and working with a lot of just everyday people and the common person. Uh, is what I'm focused on now and then just uh, growing as a businessman with, with Great Harvest too and so I, I really view Great Harvest as like a it's been like an amazing training ground for me because I'm having to learn how to like manage people have the hard conversations it's like uh uh, keep up with paperwork, you know, keep up with taxes, QuickBooks, <laughs> which I don't do, you know. And so it's like uh, – B, you, you and I have had many conversations dude, over taxes uh, and QuickBooks. So. Dude, I, I, dude, I'm just in process and I'm growing. And so I, I yeah. think the next phase for me is is uh, with in terms of brick-and-mortar business is learning how to run a business without being in it day-to-day. And, and I'm giving myself about a two-year period to accomplish that. So this isn't something that I'm I'm trying to implement tomorrow, but it's like – I want to learn how to run a business having to not not be there and still being excellent. Love that. And then it's like long term, man. It's like it's like dude. It's like I want to angel invest and turn around businesses and have lots of businesses and lots of employees, but really just focus on the, the high end stuff. And so it's like I'm years away from that in terms of like my 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 growth and my knowledge. But that's like long term what I'm growing towards. And C six twenty supplements is in that, and 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 coaching I'll probably be doing for a couple more years, but at some point man i want to be so consumed with just running businesses from a high level mm-hmm. that I, I i can't be taking on uh, uh clients anymore yeah no and so, so that that's the future so current oh, clients man. don't don't worry i'm not dropping you uh, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be years it's gonna be years i'm just trying to grow out here well you know b here's a beautiful thing right is that if you have an end result you can reverse engineer right so if you have this big picture viewpoint of being that ceo right that you are but, like, you're not dealing in the day-to-day. You're dealing with individuals. Not dealing. Dealing is such a bad word. But, like, you're managing individuals who own businesses that you're maybe a part of through investing or whatnot, right? I love that. Like, have that in result. Reverse engineer from there. 100%. It's, it's, it's easy to do. Easy to do. Um, before we close up and we give you shout-outs for everything, Tyler, anything on your end, man? No, man, I'm good. This, feel, was, this was good. good. It was so nice to not have Carl here. Really <laughs> oh, man. Maybe we won't have him here more often, right? Well, he, I mean, I'm, maybe, sure, I'm sure we won't. Maybe <laughs> maybe he'll be on the boat club. and then uh, maybe, we, maybe we can be a guest on his podcast. How's that? Catalina Boats. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Catalina Wine Mixer, Yeah, maybe. Catalina Wine so, so, Brian, where, where, do we, where do we find you, man? Where, where do we find you if, if anybody wants to follow and, and pay attention yeah, to what you're doing? Yeah, uh, uh, I... 
Uh, I'm not super social media active, uh, but I'm, you share I'm, you share some welcome stories. Welcome to the club, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get better. Uh, but no, uh, for for Great Harvest, you can find me at greatharvestofthecanadian.com if you want to see what we're doing and what we're doing in the community. Uh, if you're in if you're in the Lafayette, Youngsville, Bruce Hart area, we are located at 854 Collie Saloon Road. Uh, for C620, just follow me on Instagram, C620 Nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing for the website, C620Nutrition.com. And uh, that's me, baby. I love it, man. Yeah, look, I, I actually just followed um, uh, the um, Great Harvest of Acadiana on, on Instagram from the from the podcast. Hey, and my man. Yeah, no, it looked like. Okay, by the way, the cinnamon bread and then um, 100% is absolutely amazing. And then king cakes, bro. King cake, bro, bro, bro. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me flex real quick. Let me flex, flex real, real quick. quick. Come on. We, we 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 just so happened to win King Cake of the Year. Yeah, buddy. So when King Cake season starts, twelve days after Christmas next year, you <laughs> you, you know the place to go. Come out, at your boy, It's right. Great Harvest of Acadia, blueberry cream cheese, one King Cake of Poof. the Year. Poof. And I believe you guys do catering, right? Yeah, bro. Catering, we we, we have... do catering. We have an amazing lunch menu. We do a lot of uh, breakfast stuff. So if you're a sales rep looking to impress doctors, mm. we we're, we're, we're your spot because it's it, it's homemade. We start our shifts at. 3:30 in the morning. It's uh, it's authentic. It's real. I love that. I love that. So if there's if there's a young doctor who just so happens to be female, I may just show up for breakfast as well. Bro, we open at 7 a.m. Show, show, show up at 7:01 <laughs> with, with, with that doctor. I'll be not. I'll be knocking down. I'll be knocking on the door. Hey, B, you let me you, in. Come you, on, bro. You, you'll be knocking down, JB. <laughs> let me find a sugar mama, bro. That's all I'm asking for. Bro, find me one too. <laughs> But anyways, man, B, it's so great to have you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we said at C620 Nutrition on IG, at um, IG. 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 At Great Harvest of Acadiana, mm-hmm. right? So follow them. Check them out, guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And then, of course, you know, follow your boys at Drunk and a Bucket on IG. And until next time, guys, boot up. And fuck you, Carl. <laughs> <laughs>